Hey Derek, I see you brought your trades today. I'm looking for a uh, Warmonger's Diplomacy, a Scowling Flesh Bag, or any of the Marvel figments. Do you happen to have any of them on you? I don't. I just traded out my last few, but I do know where you can find them. You know, where is that? Because I really need these to play my newest stack. Uh, you're going to have to check out the Banish Zone. Uh, they have all your TCG and tabletop gaming needs. Yeah, okay, so, you know, you know that Flesh and Blood. What if I need some cards for my commander deck, or if I'm interested in a newer TCG? Well, sir, you are in luck. Not only do they carry magic, Pokemon, flesh and blood, but also some of the smaller games like Final Fantasy, Grand Archive, and the My Hero card game as well. That's pretty cool, you know. Collecting these games is cool, but what happens if I want to play them? They also have a schedule of events for playing uh, all of their games, in including those smaller TCGs, so you know exactly when to show up. They're even going to be getting Lorcana soon. This is all well delightful, you know, having all this stuff, but where can I find them? Uh, you'll be able to find them in the heart of Warnersville, PA, not far off of Route 30, or online at thebanishzone.com. Uh, they're not yet able to ship, but they're working hard to try to get everything ready. There's been a little road bumps, but once I do, there will be tons to explore and have shipped right now. It's in store pickup only. All right, I'm placing my order right now. I'll be heading out to Warnersville. I'll see you later, Derek. Alright, see ya! Hello everyone, and welcome to Steelblade Showtime. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm here with my co-hosts, Derek and Jason. Derek, we'll start with you. How you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. I'm I'm living large after today. You know, we were down at the uh, Adventuring Academy's skirmish, and I went 4-1, made it into top 8. Yes, I lost immediately afterwards, but... I'm still feeling good about that. Like, that was a... I I went in with the expectations of, I just want three wins. And that, you know, I'm happy. Yeah. Definitely, that top eight had to feel so good, and then you got thrown against the wall in your top eight matchup. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, fine. I, I mean, I can't complain with my day down there. I won the cold foil Genesis in the raffle. So, good day. Jason, how'd your day go? Oh, I had the absolute opposite of what Derek had. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Uh, uh, round one, got paired against Rose, and, you know, it just kind of happens. <laughs> you, you play Rose, and she doesn't miss, and you have to not miss two, and if you miss once, that's it. Yep. Um, and uh, it just kind of after that game, I was just kind of like, you know what? Let's roll scabskins and have a good day. And then the next game, I proceeded to roll absolute garbage on scabskins. And then finally, I was able to start putting stuff together in round three. Made it very close against a Vincent, but still ended up taking the L. I took no arcane barrier in because I was just racing. Uh, and then. Yeah, uh, last game I went against a, a newer Reinar, so I just kind of like took time aside and tried to help him and help build him up a little bit and build up his deck. And yeah, it was a good day. I had a lot of fun and a, a lot of experience, uh, and a lot of lessons learned. Uh, you you forgot the detail that you made him quit when you played a Dread Screamer. Listen here, you played him first and he slammed the dice. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, because he wasn't having good die rolls all day, and I was. I made the comment. I was like, yeah, man, I know how that goes. And he didn't say anything. So I was like, yeah, he's not having a good day. No. <laughs> like, anytime, like, things go poorly off of scabs, 
or, or oh. anything even remotely like dice roll based. I just think of what Chad always says. Would you go outside if every time you left the house, you had was it 18% chance to get shot? Effectively, the like rolling the one on your scabs, <laughs> just losing everything. Meanwhile, I'm over here just getting shot repeatedly because all I ever did was roll double ones. Y'all chose this life. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. Oh, it's so, it is so addicting. I have a problem. Yeah. So, Jason, overall, how are you feeling about your deck? Any changes you want to make? Think it's pretty good as is? Talk to me. I think it's, I think it's pretty solid. Um, it's definitely still something. It's experimental. Leviathan has never been good. Like, she was solid in Blitz, but it was never a, like, top-tier deck. Um, I think with a lot of the new cards, as long as they, like, when they line up right, it is amazing. And it plays great. But when it does not line up right, you just get weird hands where it goes, okay, well, I'm going to play this card, banish a card, and, uh, yeah, I have nothing to follow that up with. Pass back to you, and it feels so bad. Well, it's better than her old game style, where it's draw four of banish three on turn zero, and you can't do anything. Oh, yeah, it absolutely Like, I can even play, like, a lot of my, like, a lot of opponents today even, like, they, they, I think I only won one dice for like one dice roll at the beginning of the game. And I, I chose to go first because everybody else is letting me go first. And I was still having like turn zero plays that were putting one to two cards in the graveyard. Yeah. So like it, it's. I was like the new cards that even just say the banish one from hand has improved her, her game so effectively in blitz. Yeah. It's yeah. Huge. Um, like, I definitely. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was just gonna say, like from from the receiving end perspective, that change alone has made it not worth, in my opinion, saying, "All right, Levia, play it. You can go first. Like well, I, I used to love saying, "Yeah, go first," to to people I knew who were on like high blood debt because the odds they get the three banish, like the the full hand of banish three card hands. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not like a lot of the times I find myself um it, it's gonna be like with running like the card Ram Raider, people hate like not a people a lot of people like that card, but that's just one of the cards that when it got announced, I looked at it and I was like, that's a turn zero play. Like I could just play that. Yeah. If I if I banish a six that I don't necessarily want to banish, cool. It's in there. I know it's in there for later if I want to flip. Um, and it gets go again, so I can go, okay, throw that, and then maybe throw a claw arsenal pass to you. I have a card or two in Graveyard now. <clears throat> yeah, it's definitely a lot better. Um, and uh, obviously we could see, because she had, I believe, 39 people in CC today at the calling. So, and I think at least yes, one of them made... Um, one of them at least made the the top thirty two cut. Nice. I can't remember where I saw that list, um, but I, I I'm pretty sure it happened. I know there was twelve Vincent as well, which is actually there was one more than Bolton. Bolton had eleven. Vincent had twelve. That's cool. Hey, I'm into that. Hey, we're all just in all in retrospect, we're all brothers here because we're all shadows. 
Exactly. Derek, uh, something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> how did your Vincent hold up? I think I largely did pretty well. Like, like obviously, obviously. I got the Obviously, like I got a, a decent amount of wins, um, but I didn't have too many stumble turns that I wasn't able to do something with. Um, one of my opponents that I I did get one of those uh, rougher stumbles on, um, you know, the the turn was just all right. I'm I'm going to play an incantation. Shoot you with scepter and pass. Uh, it's a fine turn. It's not really what you want to do, uh, but that was one of the few times I actually had that happen. Uh, I was I was happy I was able to actually like stand up to Kano because someone was a madman and brought Kano, um, and I had him down at one for the longest time. He was just able to stall out long enough to. Uh, pull off the kill combo. He had it pretty much exactly. Uh, and that was after, unfortunately, when I drew up like the my hand when he was going for the kill. Uh, the two card, I, I drew a hand of four reds. Oh. And I just cried inside. <clears throat> yeah. Right, because it was three reds and a yellow. And I pitched yeah. the yellow to defend on his turn. Rip. And then uh, extreme suffering ensued. <laughs> um, and like, for being a kill turn combo, it didn't need to be a lot. I was at six when he popped off. Um, and all he presented was eight. And I pitched two into it, but that's it's it's all that mattered. Yeah. So, I know. So obviously, we have very different builds. Incredibly uh, different. How did you feel Diadic performed today when you used it? It was mandatory to the wins that I had. Uh, I was so so close to cutting Diadic Carapace, uh, and I ran into um, my my matchup list in order. I'm not going to go through like all of the matches. Uh, but I ran into uh, the new Prism, uh, then the Kano, Azuri, Kasai, Kasai in the Swiss rounds. Uh, and I wore the Dyadic into uh, Kano and both Kasai's. And it was invaluable. The only reason I was able to win in the end on... Uh, my match against Jeff on Kasai. He presented, you know, he pitched a blue for one Centauri Saber, had one card in hand, and I looked at the board, looked at his grave, how thin our decks was, uh, and I gave him two block on my armor, the the one left on my uh, on my grasps, and the one left on my carapace. I uh, went. Okay, route. I was at one. Uh, unfortunately for him, I had a reduce in hand that I, you know, I, I figured it was the route. I know he runs one, so I was able to to make the call. 
But if that was Tunic, I don't think I would have put it in front. Yeah. Maybe I would have made the same decision. But I also wouldn't have been at one anymore because I had blocked two with it. And that block was important. That game would have been over without that. So I think it's like it's locked itself into a slot in my deck. I was waffling so, so hard on that card. And you know what the funny part is? When I looked at you yesterday and said, I think I might cut Tunic, you looked at me in just like awe and you're like, what are you talking about? Cut Tunic? Now, <laughs> you see now? See why I'm like, I might cut Tunic from this list. But at the same time, in, in all of my Carapace matches, I also found myself having weaker turns because I didn't have the Tunic resource. Yes, but Both also... Both are incredibly valuable. Uh, and, like, there's a case to be made if, if the matches were recorded for mine, and I was counting, like, how many turns it was in, and how many resources I would have gotten and on what turns. There's a case to be made that, entirely possible, we wouldn't have gotten down to one life. I might have been able to threaten harder and faster. I mean, yeah, it's possible, but again, like again, we have we also played two completely different days too. So I'm just like, Diadic for me was a obviously I'm 0 and 5, but it's I think I ran into every single bad matchup for the most part. For <laughs> yeah, you you had a rough day with your matchups. Yeah, because game one I went against Kasai and I lost incredibly. Like I don't. The most I got him down to was 15. Then he played a sigil to go up to 18. And then when I finally started able to present damage, it was not even enough for him to care. Um, yeah. Game two, again, went against Orion R, and it was really close. Like, if I would have had my... Um, the Reiner didn't take any AB. They were just running me down. If I would have had my second invert, I would have won the game. Mm. So I was just digging for the invert. But I obviously I wasn't gonna get it because I had pitched it a little earlier. Um, then I went against Ryan R, and that one intimidated my hand away turn one and presented ten damage. Where I said, "All right, I'm blocking six with my um, equipment." Yeah, because it's all you I have do. to. I guess I could have blocked seven, but I was trying to save creepers. Um, you hang, yeah, you hang on to creepers just in case they might be useful, and you drop them when you like the last moment you can. That's that's always been my take on on yeah. creepers. Because sometimes uh, they save a turn. Sometimes never, they're one health. I've yet, I was just like, I have yet to use creepers, but I it, don't find myself using them often on Vincent. Yeah. So, and then so that Reinar, it, it came down to a lot closer. Um, then they didn't take AB again, so my AB was able to go through. Um, game three, Reinar, cool. Um. This one brought AB2 because that's all they had, mm. um, which I found out from Jason because he helped with the deck. It was a newer player. Um, I didn't roll Shark. I technically had that game won, but he missed a arcane damage. I was already 0-3. I'm like, this is a skirmish. I'm 0-3. I don't even like. I don't even care if I win or lose. And then he had one life left at the end of the game, so I was like, hmm, I would have won. Anyway. Came down to that and lost that, and then, um, then I played Bolton for my last matchup, and that one came down to the wire too. So all I didn't in all, no, we had a Bolton there. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and so obviously yours is a taller build, mine's a wider build. 
Yeah. I'm not saying it did bad. It wasn't bad at all. Uh, I... It sounds like your matches were really close. Like, like when we were talking, I think your deck build is good. You just, I'm... like, I am so glad I dodged all the Rhinars there. I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> but in the one Rhinar game, I, bes- I besieged a Rifted Torment I had banished twice. Like, both times I besieged, it was Rifted Torment. So that was for seven, one, and one. Yeah. And I was just, so I'm glad you, I never, like, I looked at it before and I was like, you know, this could be good. And I'm glad we sat down and last night and talked about it. And you're like, yeah, you might want to put this in because that card, it was actually putting in a lot of work today. It um, is enormous. Sonata, I'm not going to lie, I kind of wish I had two of. But at the same time, I wish I didn't have any. Right. How, it, how many times did you activate it? Twice. Did you pitch into any of it? No. Okay. Because I'm always curious to to find out, like, whenever I run Sonata on my, um, on my Viscerai, I I always wish that, like, obviously you can't unless you're like practicing and you're not being super serious. You know, you're just like. Like goldfishing is the word. Mm-hmm. I always want to know. All right, had I put in two resources to make X one, would I have actually gotten a card off of what is otherwise a whiff? So, there's only one time that I could even really dump anything into it, mm-hmm. um, and it was I had a full hand and I was a little greedy because my hand presented a decent amount of damage, but if I got a blue off that Sonata. I was going to be able to present a... It was, my turn would have ended with a Rosetta as well. But right. I got a, I didn't whiff, I got a red, so basically it replaced itself. So it just became the regular turn. I think I still threatened, like... I think it was like 10 or 12 that turn. But Which is just, really solid. But if I had the ability to... Like, that Rosetta on the end could have been the game. But it wasn't. Uh, Runic Reckoning puts in work. A lot of work. Yep. That card is insane. It's free it's, in the deck. Um, Funeral Moon. So I do want to talk about this one play today against the Rhinar. And I went, all right. Um, I played Mauve Skies into a... Sw- I banished Funeral Moon at the start of my turn. Played Mauve Skies, Swarming Gloomvale. Swarming Gloomvale already had go again. But I had one in Arsenal, one in hand. So my thought was, I'm going to play the Mauve in front of the first one to put the on hit to force a block here. Because if they don't, this is going to cut. The second one's going to come in for a lot more, and it's going to have all its modes active. And what I should have done is, if they only blocked three, I should have then Funeral Moon in response. Instead, yep. I said, "All right, you took damage. Funeral Moon, pump it to four. And then yeah, went swarming. You can wait till reactions. Yeah, I didn't think about it. Um, fun- then swarming for four, swarming for four, and Rosetta for two and two. Funeral Moon gives you like my favorite edge of like it's that tiptoe of being a wizard. Yes, it's not much. You can't do all the crazy stuff, but the weird stuff. That like between Funeral Moon and Creepers, you can get away with. Amazing. 
I love it. It is so good. So I know you two are going to the skirmish again tomorrow at the guild. Um, <laughs> other than wanting to dodge Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any goals or expectations for yourselves? Uh, Jason, we'll start with you. Honestly, every time I go in with an expectation, it goes the uh, complete opposite way. So I'm going to go with no expectations. I'm just going to go there. I'm going to play the game and um, maybe walk away with a win or two or I walk out like I did today and um, just go back to the drawing board. Um, I was like, you can always expect to have fun because that's yeah, that's, oh, yeah. that's an expectation that's, that's that you should have met. That's, that's about my expectation. I, I expect to have fun. And mostly when I go to these, uh, I I hope that I get like in today's case, my goal was three wins. I I got that goal as soon as I had my third win. I was a happy man. So because how upset would you have been if you didn't get three wins? Any upset or you just not been really? Like, yeah, just not my day. I I think it would depend on how I had them. Right, like mm -hmm. if if I was able to look at my hands and like mentally go over my turns and go yeah i think i played that as good as i could have mm -hmm. uh i'd be pretty happy with it if if i lost a bunch of my matches to like perceived deck just deck construction issues and you know the the obvious sometimes this is just like the thing for runeblade uh you just draw dud hands you yeah. just can't do the thing like the Vincent. If you don't draw a rune gate card that you will be able to generate enough rune chance for, you're lining yourself up for one of two things. Either one, uh, you're going to banish one of those things that you can't play out of banish and just go, this is fine. Uh, bank a rune chant, try to do something else. But alternatively, you, do you make the bet of do you banish the thing, not make enough rune chance, lose some life to blood depth, which you're in blitz? I feel like that's almost never the right choice. No, no, never. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, depending on the other cards in your hand, if if one of those is a Mavrian skies that you can arsenal. Maybe it is the right choice. <laughs> it's it's a game of it, this literally Vincent's a literally game of choices, and you got to make the right choices. And you also got to remember you're banishing the card at the start of your turn. Yep, I didn't realize till today it actually helps Kano out a lot. It is huge. If I didn't have to banish a card at the start of every one of my turns. Uh, there were some that, like, the Kano might not have gotten any damage off into me, like, on my turns. Because I could have just done some, like, turtling stuff. Like, I, I had some turns that all I did was banish a thing, arsenal pass. And if I didn't have to banish it, I'm doing great. 
I'd have been pretty happy with that. Yeah. Like, it had me reconsidering how much I both, like, I'm in a love-hate relationship with that mechanic. Because <laughs> the, the Azuri on turn zero uh, didn't have the stealth to, like, hide it, but just said, here's a humble. What do you do? And I, I stared at my hand going, all right, so if I took anything, what could I have done? I just blocked it out because it's turn zero. I got a full hand anyway. But, man, it is rough mandatory banishing, especially yeah. into wizards. Like I said, there's so much you got to think about with Vincent that, honestly... I feel like she might be one of the highest skilled rune blades right there is. Like I, how I much Viscera is close on the heels. I'm not saying he's not close, but the fact that you have to consider your blocks, your turn, and then what you can do because you're gonna banish at the start of your turn puts her yep. a little above. There's so much you have to balance with her. It's also something I was talking about with uh with rose a little bit uh if the meta is fatigue she's not good no definitely not uh she straight up cannot like even if you have not equipped the flail like you're on thorn you're on raven blade something you cannot keep going in a fatigue match because you will always banish a card so when you're down to those last like four five cards You'll draw four, you'll banish one, whether you can play it or not. And you'll send your weapon. Then next turn, you'll do it again, and again, and again, until you're just out of cards. Yeah, so, and also I feel like she even has a tough time against aggro as well. A little bit tougher time, depending on the map. Like, uh, for, like, especially a ninja, she could probably... Like lose pretty quickly too because of how wide they can go. It really depends on the list, I think, because I've had some okay luck into ninja. Um, granted, I haven't had the matchup much, um, but the fact that you can present so much after blocking pretty well, it, in my version of the of the build, obviously that's the perspective of a lot of times. I am on block with two cards, banish a two cost rune gate pitch a blue to grasp, send for two and six. Yes. It is efficient. I can prevent a decent amount of damage and still take, like, threaten a decent chunk of your life. And I like that. As someone who basically came from a fatigue background on Arachne, having the fatigue option on Dory, yeah. liking fatigue on my Dromai when I played that, like, it's gorgeous. It's great. So, so before we continue with our chat here, we have a few things we do have to talk about. First of them, Banish Zone, Skirmish, two weeks. Make sure you're there. Um, let's pack the house. <laughs> let's sell it out. For reference, because, you know, you might be listening to this a little bit later. August 12th yes. is the... 
Is it? You'll listen to it in December and be like, there's a skirmish in two weeks? No, no, no. It's August 12th. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> this is timed material. Jason, give me two or three sentences. Describe the Banished Zone as best you can. I'll put you on the spot here. Can you do it? Oh, I can more than do that. All right, you got two or three uh, sentences. Jesus, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, um, the Banished Zone is run by humble people and is just a very fun and safe space to go and enjoy any of your trading card needs, tabletop needs, um, literally anything needs. Um, I go there, you know, I'm going to go longer than two, three sentences. I don't care. You've already um, done I it. Love, I love, yeah. I love the Banished Zone. Um, I go there regularly. Uh, they have, uh, on demands that I go to frequently and just like the people that come in and out of there, uh, even just the magic players that are there, like we all have fun and talk. Like I've had magic players come up and watch flesh and blood games. I've went over and watched their magic games when I'm like on a buy. Um, and it just like that whole community is just like kind of close knit. Um, it's just a really cool place. Um, and, uh, if you get a chance and you're like local to Warnerville, PA, you should definitely stop by there. Beautiful store. Uh, that purple looks a lot better than that orange. <clears throat> I would know it's all over my Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep, check out the Banish Zone. Great people, love them all. Um, like we said, on August twelfth, their skirmish. It's a blitz skirmish but not only are they giving away the prizing that's provided they're giving away i believe it was a case of dust till dawn in total like of everything they're giving is that away. what this one is i, I couldn't remember so. i they they almost always toss some amount of like sealed into the yes. the prizing and some of it like at the very least at the at the 1k uh that they had uh they just tossed stuff at you it wasn't like all win based it was just yep here you go you get a pack because you're sitting yeah. here have a have a good day i think everybody got packs that day of outsiders oh yeah they were just raining down yeah. <clears throat> um you get a pack and you get a pack basically <laughs> second thing we want to talk about real quick is the Rome Tour Invitational Doubleheader that's coming to Pittsburgh on September 23rd and 24th. Our friend Jeff is going to be making his broad broadcast commentating. Well, how do we want to caster caster debut? Celebrity debut. Yeah, with Flake um, casting that, and we have given him a. Steel Blade Showtime Matt to give away, as well as I'll be getting him some stickers to give away. So check that out. Um, lastly, we forgot last week to talk about our 1K giveaway, which, how do you enter? Well, I'm going to put out a tweet that says, retweet this to have a chance to enter. There will be possibly other little chances to enter. I might throw something up on Discord, in the Discord, just for people that don't have Twitter but it'll be like a one person. Like, you can't enter both. It'll be one entry per person. And we'll know. Yes. Just um, Two episodes ago, we talked about the prizes. We have the UPF starter kit. We have the signed play mat. We have the mystery gift. And there is one other thing that I cannot remember, Derek. Do you remember? Never. 
You don't. I know. <laughs> you firm, asked a very a dumb firm, question. <laughs> a firm handshake. Oh, the red. That's right. It's the build a deck for the locals. So, oh, yeah, yeah. That was a thing. I just have to look over and it's still written down beside me. So we're good. So that's the prizes we have coming out. Dude, trust me. You being organized. The, yeah, a little bit. The UPF is not going to be, like I said, it's some like schmucky thing where you're getting these four kind of crappy decks. It's old building Santa old him. We're building genus. We're building Balda and I can a riptide. <clears throat> so it's going to be four literal UPF decks that you and your friends can play. Um, I still have no idea what I'm doing for the mystery gift, but it's a mystery gift. Um, and obviously the sign play mat. It was literally our logo logo on a playmat, no zones though, because that way you can use it for whatever you want. We appreciate you all listening. So I will post a link to our Twitter in the description. And obviously you've I'll post it in the dis like I said, I'll put it in the Discord and on Twitter so that way everybody has a chance to enter that wants to. And Maybe we should start promoting our own discourse. That way we make it easy to do these giveaways. That would be a smart thing to do. I mean, we're sitting... Maybe I'm going to put a link to our Steelblade Showtime Discord in the description. Um, we hope you hop in and join. Uh, so that way we'll probably start running our giveaways here whenever we have them. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll start doing something every so often, too. We don't know yet. Things to come in the works. Obviously. The world may never know. I sure don't. Derek, you don't even know what's happening tomorrow, and you forget what happened yesterday. That is a fact. <laughs> Unless it is related to a game state that has occurred, I will not remember. Oh, yeah. Thank you for... I just got called out today, because they're like, hey, Brandon's an L1 judge. If you have any questions, he can possibly help answer. And I'm just like, no, I can't. I'm an L1 judge, but I'm a new one, so I'm still learning everything. Which Rose gave me a good tip on how to process rulings she says think of fab like a computer because i asked a question about something so i was like i thought it worked the way i thought it worked but i wasn't 100 sure so i was like if someone that uses iris to attack with uh aura i said is it considered a so like basically if they at what is the passive mirage was the one you. in question so i was like if they attack with passing mirage is it eat its own effect? And she said, think of it like a computer. Is it an illusionist attack? Yes, it's an illusionist weapon attack. It, okay, since it did it, it loses Phantasm. Doesn't have it? Okay, can't gain it. Good to go. It it's, did its job. Yep. It checks off the box. It went through the motions, and it said the first. So, hey, it's done. It's done for the day. Yeah, it gets so, to go home. So that is a good way to think about it if you are ever thinking about it. Um, Another thing I do want to call out is we had three newer players at our armory this week at Al, and it was a great time. I really hope they all come back. Um, honestly, I apologize because I, I met two of them, and I can't remember their names. Um, the one I know I gave some Icelander stuff to. And like I said, I hope they come back. It is a great community, and if they do come... I, I know Jason gave one of them literally a stack of pack of Wraith cards that he opened. And yeah. that was that was after the hey, you were on Reinar today. Here's your brute starter kit. Yeah. Literally. 
every time I see somebody play Reinar, I Chad gave me the idea because he did it with me. Um, I just have like a massive amount of brute cards on me at all times. And when somebody goes, I really like Reinar, I go, who do I have a hero for you? I have like a stack of the cold foil Reinars. And like, I give them one of those. I give them mandible claws if I have them, which today I didn't have them, but I somehow didn't have them. Um, and, and I just throw like all the staples, wild rides, pulping, savage feast, like all of the cards that you would see in like every brute deck, except for swing big. Cause that card is expensive. Like it is just jumped through the roof since the new set. And, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm, I just don't have swing bigs to give out. <laughs> there nice. is unfortunately a limit to charity. Yeah. As, as much as I would like to be able to just like toss out staples to people. I cannot. That is that is yeah. not something I can uh, budget for. The <laughs> commons and rares, I got you because I've got Absolutely. so many of them at home. But like, when it comes to majestics, that's when I'm like, all right, well, I've got a couple of this one. I got like one of that one. You're gonna have to get this or that if you want to like build more. Um, and then we just play a game. Like I usually like to sit down with them and play a game and walk them through like the thought process and like the different tricks that you can do with like, Oh, you could pick, did you know you could pitch like a red card and then a blue card? So you can get rid of a non six out of your hand. If you're going to blood rush, uh, or that's not a good example, like wild ride or pulping. And you want to filter out those cards. You don't want to throw away so you can get those effects off. It's also good yeah. like, when you're on Bravo, did you know you can pitch to activate Bravo's ability? Even if you're not going to play a card, and then pitch to swing hammer because you'll be still be swinging six. Yep, Good you get that extra thing in your pitch set. Yeah. Um. So maybe maybe I got to start building like a guardian starter kit. Just put all guardian cards, and we'll have Derek with warrior. <laughs> Join the cults. <laughs> we've we've got cardboard. I, would say I know Rune... it doesn't sound exciting, but it's pretty cool. I was like, I would say Runeblade, <laughs> but Runeblade's kind of like. I wouldn't want to introduce someone in as a root, especially Vincent. No, it is it is not a great thing for beginners. Uh, as much as I love the class and as good as it is, uh, there are hoops to jump through. It is a bit stranger on deck construction. And we were talking about this a little bit. Uh, I don't remember if this was before or during the show already. I I am fried. But <laughs> the odds that you can just draw a hand of just all non-attacks and not even ones that you can make use of. You can draw, if you're really unlucky, a hand of four Mavrians, guys. Yep, that was during the show. Yeah, okay, yeah. It feels bad. You can't do anything <laughs> with that. It does. I had a couple times today where it was all non-attacks, and I was like, okay, cool. Banish one, Arsenal the other. Go ahead. Right. Like, if one of those is read the runes, fantastic. I will take a turn off to say, look, I've got a bunch of rune chants. Yes. That's great. Like, my one turn one today was pitch to play a rune blood incantation, banishing a seeds. I think this was against Jeff in, Jeff in the CC match we played after the tournament. Then pitch three, technically, I think I pitched... Those three to grasp and then arsenal and take one off the seeds because 
I didn't want to. I didn't want to let him cycle his hand. I also didn't have yep. a way to let him cycle his hand because it was all not attack. So create root two room chance. Have a possible card for next turn waiting. If I get one of my room gate threes, boom! I can already room gate. Right, and that's and an then, amazing start to a turn. And then said I went up to. I was like two turns later. I was at seven. As soon as the first one cracked and disappeared, I said, "All right, Oblivion, get Nazareth out here." In all of my matches, I have still not summoned Nazareth. So that means I won the bet, technically. Did we have a thing going? We didn't really. I was there was a joke bet about whoever summons it first has to buy the other person a box, and you and you were like, "Okay, I'll just take six turns off and then play it." Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That that was a thing, and we agreed not to because yes, and then. I forgot the game against Jeff also. He let Runic Reclamation hit, not thinking about it. I said, all right, destroy your seismic third. And then he was like, wait, what? And I was like, we'll walk it. I was like, you can take that back because I know how bad you need that seismic. And he was just like, I, I'm still taking the arcane, but I'm blowing out the Runic Reclamation. Yeah. It's massive. Like, Reclamation's currently a one of in my list because... It's solid. If you run into a Bravo, it's here. Look, yeah. you you block this out, or maybe you can't afford the thing anyway. Yeah. Uh, if you're against Prism, it's a probable free Spectra kill, um, and that's enormous, huge. And then if you play like, if you're able to play a Shadow non-attack before it, especially against Prism, and you're able to get that one Rune Chant to be unpreventable and just eat their ward. Mm. I ate seven wards on one chant. We're eating. I said, look, look at you guys running here, not attack actions. <laughs> you have them too. <laughs> what do you think Blood Rush is? That's what, three? Six? Alright, so if we're talking Blitz, four total maybe? <laughs> do you have, okay, we're talking CC. Do you have Convulsions in there? Yeah. Unworldly Bellows? No. Fair. Um, I don't know if they're okay. I don't remember. Violent. So, so in CC, I'm running the blood rushes, then the convulsions. Those are obviously dead giveaways. Leviathan still runs them and loves them. Uh, then I have like Vile Inquisition, Art of War. I guess you could count because it's an instant, but still. Art of War is te technically, it's not. Yeah, all right. Well, close enough. <laughs> um,. um Oh my god, I just had one and it just went away. Oh my goodness. I no longer run Shadow Puppetry. Card's so good, though. It's it, not not anymore in Leviathan, it isn't. You don't really need it as much anymore. So good. You just don't, there's not as much of a, a demand for the go again anymore. You know what I, I hit? Oh, I'm sorry, Derek. I was going to say, I was even talking about possibly cutting shadow puppetry from my Vincent list. I won't oh. because it's a go again enabler and it's good. Um because it can also like in Vincent activate her second ability for pay one life, make the things unpreventable. And it gives you a plus one so it makes a harder break point on like sixes and it turns them into seven. Right, which is amazing. Also uh, today, the reason I will not do it, you know what my one the one time I was able to look at the top and banish it was? Take a wild guess what the top card was. 
Atop's funeral moon. It was, and I was like, "Oh, you took damage." So good. As soon as it banished, I was like, "I'm gonna play it as an instant since you took damage." Create a rune chant. Yep. Yep. Uh, I I had that, but ever so slightly, like like one half step better, because uh, like it, you know, one of the differences in our builds is I like to end with a rune chant. So with that go again, I still had a resource to go. All right, Rosetta for two and two. Uh, and then after, like the attack, then I did it because it's still oh, an instant. I didn't have go to again. bank it for next turn. Oh, I did have go again. I just didn't have resources to follow it up. Right. So I just did it for the plus one. Look at the top, and then I was like, okay, funeral moon. Yep. Next turn, have yep. fun starting. It's so good. It is amazing. Uh, it is. More often than not, I have found myself spending my go again to. Uh, pitch to just play something out of my arsenal. Uh, it is very good. I've I closed out quite a few days today, like games today, because I went all right. I'll swing for two and seven uh, off of a, a shadow puppetry thing. Follow with a two cost or a three cost from arsenal. Yes, it's great. So, Jason, do you play the? Do you play the demigod in your list? I absolutely do. Did you flip it at all today? Uh, today I did not. There was a lot of um, a lot of so the matches I was in, there were a lot of aggro lists and didn't really give me the window to build anything up and flip. Um. And usually, like, like I think a lot of my games, I was forced to block with turn zero with Carrion because they were throwing, like, I had a guy throw, I think it was 14. It was the Vincent. They threw 14 on turn zero. I go, okay. Um, yeah, Carrion is gone now. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, yeah. Is that the Vincent that was playing Carrion Husk today? Yeah, that was that convincing. Yeah, I, I, it's a good card, but it's I think Carapace it's is so much better. Don't be wrong, six block would be great, but then that one blood that you're taking every turn, right? Mm -hmm. um, like, like I would potentially like depending on what I'm on. Obviously, I would be so tempted if that was what like someone blocked with husk as vincette i would look at that and go great that's fantastic you're on a timer now yeah and yeah, then 100%. i would just play the stall game because this... if Sorry. if i have a, an efficient weapon that can swing for one two three you know whatever it is spend one card to do it yep. yeah i'll hold one card if i can if not sure i'll prevent my way through the damage that sounds great. Well, you have to hold two cards. I mean, if I wasn't on Vincent. Oh, yeah. I was like, like if on Vincent, you're holding two. So then you'd hold like a non-blood deck card and a two or three cost. Like Runechan, just let them start piling up. And all of a sudden, you're just like, then when you get a chance to attack, and it's it like way over lethal. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. No, I could never. Like, don't get me wrong. The husk is such a good card, but I could not. 
the carapace is so good. There's a time and a place, and I don't think right now Vincent is it. No. Maybe an, another shadow hero that they might come out with in a couple of years? Maybe. Might really like the Haas. Maybe. I'm sure somebody will. Right? Like, there will be other shadow heroes that will absolutely love that thing. Yes. Oh, Levia loves it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. Oh, it's it's auto like auto every every matchup almost. <clears throat> every single one. Okay, so one last thing I want to talk about real quick is the new participation prizes for Oh my the, god, they're insane. The, um, for the Birmingham cosplay contest. I know yes. where you're going with this. Did you know that the tunic is on the back of that card? And it has the token oh, board. Yes. So like question, Jeff and I were looking at that and going, they made tunic, but it looks a little different, doesn't it? And we couldn't place it. Because it's the token border. So does that mean that tunic, like, will that tunic be a legal tunic to use in a regular game? I think the answer is going to be no, because it's not like for one, that particular version of tunic is a um, what's the word? A special use promo. Um, and two, it is the backside of that card. So I think technically by deck construction rules, the card is um, whatever it's called, the, the thread. Uh, I'm Brad, um, of, of spring. Yeah, yeah, fabric of spring. Fabric of spring, yeah. Um, I think with it being an LSS product, I'm sure they'll release something about it. But until then, like, I'm just going off of what I like, what I know. I think it it's going to be more of a. Yeah, you can use it, but when you do your deck list, you have to write it down as a tunic. Um, so, think, like, there's not, like, is, there's never been a card like this. So it's like... I mean, that's the thing, though. We have had a few double-sided cards with different thing, different names on the other side. Yeah. For, for Leviah's new card you have to write down at, this is a joke that's been going around because now it's it is the longest uh name in the game yeah you you have to write down on deck construction the whole list, thing leviah redeemed then you put a slash blasmafet leviah consumed yep you write down all of that I'm no longer handwriting any of my Douglas. Right. But I think that that is the thing to me that's pointing to this not being legal because you would have to write down the front and the back. It, now at like at your right. armory, if you happen to have this, um, yeah, I'm sh I'm sure people would be totally fine. It it still is tunic. It still has like the printing on it, but it is technically right. not a tunic. Yes. Also, but would they would they also point towards it and go, well, the one side's not playable, but the other side is, and then you can. I don't. I guess we just have to it, wait and see. That's up to your locals, right? Yeah. Like, because like, obviously the other side 
is a special use promo for a character that is only in UPF. Yeah. You can't play them anywhere else. Uh, and I don't even think you can play them legally at like UPF tournaments. Because um, the, the value they get on cards is just ridiculous. Insane. Especially if they keep the you know the the skirmish season seven changes because currently upf is just oh it's blitz construction rules so if we keep skirmish season season seven changes that actually changes upf construction rules unless they yeah. of course you know make their own rules for it i mean it's possible with the new thing coming out on what is it, october or september i want to say september that sounds right the professor thing which tell me we were talking about today. Wouldn't it be kind of funny if the Meep was a you said a what a guardian hero in that? <laughs> that would be so funny. I would be like, I want them to have like the because theoretically it's four decks. Yes, and we know what three of them are, at least by name, but we don't know the fourth. And we don't have any of the art except for the professors. No. So even though we know we're getting a guardian, we don't know that it's not a meep. <laughs> I feel like the meep would be a bard, to be honest. True, but we do know we're getting a bard. Yes. That's nah, what I'm the meep is going to be a warrior. Honestly, I could Meep too. assassin. Yeah. <laughs> this is the assassin the support we've been waiting for. Stabs the hero in like the neck and be like, just like meeps away. That's what we're gonna call it. That's what it does. It meeps away. <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited for that, and I I really hope that it does a little something something to bring in some uh some fresh new UPF love. Yes, I think when that comes out, we need to do at least one UPF armory a month. I would try for it. Absolutely, I would. Like, if we get people showing up and saying, UPF, mm, you know I'm down. Uh, we're always down. You can whip out Titanus on people. I get to play Shiana in a space where she's far more functional. So the dream. I get to throw, I get to throw down Yoji and just block everything. Yeah. <laughs> block out gay and life. Let's yeah. go. End game on 35. <laughs> like I said, honestly, especially with the people that have been coming to armories, it's not like many competitive people anymore, for the most part. For yeah. like the ones that I've been to, there's always been like the really like relaxed people. I know Jeff, I think, said he would be down for UPF. If it was I think so. so. So, like I said, and then we can even advertise it too. Be like, hey, come out to this. Especially once that drops. If, like we, I'm assuming each one of us is going to buy one. We can have decks ready and be like, hey, come out. We have decks that you can use because they're starter decks. I'll be oh, yeah. to borrow, let them borrow them to play. Get people out yeah. in the game. Have a lot of fun. Get people to draw cards as genius. I'll he'll come around a seven card KO and he just clobbers everyone on turn zero. <laughs> <laughs> KO throws a swing big at you and a swing big at you and a pulping at you. 
Ugh. Sounds terrifying, and I'm so in. I wish, I wish LSS would push UPF a little harder, just a little bit. The amount uh, of th fun there this is, might be the start. Maybe, maybe you're right. You're right. Maybe like every little bit that we get, like every little tiptoe we get towards UPF, like the Good Deeds promos. Uh, they're fantastic. That is a great UPF card. It'll be good in PVE if we're allowed to use it. Um, yeah, the good deeds. I'm like, I don't. Would I use that against a new person? Yeah, because it's balanced. I'm giving you something to get it on my turn. Yeah, I mean, like, if, if you're in UPF, why not? Yeah. And I always like having like some of those less impactful promos available. Because, um, like, it can be huge, right? Don't get me wrong. But I like having them around because that can, like, pique their little collector interest. If they're if they're one of those, they like the little shiny doodads. Boy, howdy, do we have shiny doodads. Yeah, we got, the cra we got crappy Xmas gifts that are only, like, a dollar. So yeah. We buy a stack of them, and when we play UPF, we just hand one out to everyone <laughs> that doesn't have one. Buy a stack. I've already got a stack. I have I have like two or three extra. Speaking of which, you know what we forgot to do this week? No. We forgot to do Corsham. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Corsham is at $75 for the rainbow and for the cold foil. Derek, it dropped. How it far down? At, uh, not too far. It's at one hundred and forty-one forty-nine. With that's a whole three dollars less. Well, hold on, it's three dollars to ship. That's two dollars more. It's actually a little. <laughs> technically, it's a little. It's about the same in technicality. It's about one forty-five. Yeah. Little less than one forty-five. Which is fine, but you still, know. you know, hey, it's it's dropping. Get in there. Now so, all we need is for them to never release a hero that reveals cards again and has elements. Where is, then it'll drop lower. Like, where's our favorite card at? Forty-one dollars for Blooded Urkai. And this is the wild that you can get a fable for that. I think yeah, I saw a Light of Soul listed for like sixty. Yeah, it's insane. That's I almost cool. bought the Blooded Urkai at uh, Academy today. They had one. I didn't even see it. Yeah, it was out. It was on the counter with uh, the binder they had displayed. Oh. uh... Emperor is at $7.84. Emperor's super fun, y'all. Like, for $7 oh. to get into a hero, that's great. What if we take out Riptide and put in an Emperor for the UPF? I would personally feel bad including uh, an Emperor without a CNC. We'll give we'll give him your That's proxy. Like half of his deck power. We'll give him your proxy one, the command and stonkers. <laughs> I do have that <laughs> lying around. Hey, we're, like I said, but we're not we're not giving them a full. We're giving them stuff that they can work with here. So technicality, we're giving them a legendary right there. I mean, it's an eight dollar <laughs> legendary, but that's a free eight dollar card. Come on, that you don't have to buy. Yeah. Tell me it wouldn't be fun. I feel like he'd be a little bit more fun if if, if we're going like joking around with old him. I guess Valda would probably kill him quick. 
Oh, Golden yeah. Genus, Valda, Riptide. Maybe we take Valda out and put him in. Don't underestimate the Emperor. The Emperor's going to be a blast. Uh, that that might be the way. Take Valda, because um, I guess we're not planning doing like a typical old him. It's Santa old him. Genus, he's just going to draw off Genus every turn. Oh, God. This is going to be a, a monstrosity. Speaking of which, I'm actually going to put the tweet out right now while we're on air saying that to, to be entered for our 1K listen giveaway like I'm gonna be. I'm gonna make you do stuff. You gotta like, follow, and <laughs> like, and subscribe. Share. Hit the what, notification you know, bell. We're super good at having <laughs> great audio content. Yes. This is what you're here to listen to. Brandon I mean, live typing out an, a, a barely thought <laughs> of tweet. Tweet two weeks ago. We did the Brandon deck building. So, but I just oh, so I'm thinking like so. Here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna like. You have to follow, retweet, and share. You know what? We're just gonna Those do, are a bunch of words, my dude. We're just going to do retweet. Well, re, would it be re-X now? I am still going to call it tweet out of spite. Retweet and share your best memory from Flesh and Blood so far. Because that is one thing we've always asked people on this show. And I want to know what people's... Man, I wonder who started that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder. Some some jerkwad named Jaybird doesn't even listen to us anymore. You just call me Jaybird. I haven't been called that in years. That's because I remember that's what that's what you rated us on iTunes. Is Jaybird? Oh Jaybird three repeating. Can I wonder why it's that. Out. I don't even remember. So, uh, we're gonna put it to end. We'll do September 1st. Well, now it's official. There is there is a timeline. There's stuff to do. Um, we've thought of things, apparently. So September 1st. Yep, September 1st. And, and I really don't know where I was going with this. I was trying to come up with like a witty end of line like you used to do but I got nothing oh yeah it definitely didn't happen I am so brain fried like it's those end of lines a decent chunk of the time I had to like at least think of half of it before the before this yeah and I was just like what can I do with rune gay well we've already done rune gay well what can I do we with sure this? have all you right. know what's been on my mind the entire back half of this show? Going to sleep. Besides that. <laughs> uh, for reference, we're we're closing in on like midnight as we're recording, and I have been up since 6 a.m. Um, <laughs> but remember, all you have to do is put one pummel in there in your deck. And they'll always be thinking about it the moment you pitch it. Wondering where the other, like, three, four, five pummels could be. 
All right. it takes is one. The mind game. Put a puddle in your deck, kids. Even if it's a blue, just put it in there. It pitches. It's fine. And also remember, kids, eat lasagna and uh, cereal, so that way Dex will be uh, super upset with you because we love Dex. Or and just a- play Leviah. All right, but again, check out the Banner Zone. Check out the RTI in Pittsburgh at the end of September. Check out our Twitter. I'll check out our Discord, which will be linked below. Danderson linked below. And we hope you all have a good night.